Simplified Chaos, Episode 16. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And we're so glad you're here. Welcome if this is your first time with us, or uh, it's good to see you if you're coming back. Thanks for hanging out with us again. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. What are we <laughs> jumping into today, Jilly? Today's topic is all about creating your own, quotes, rules. There are no rules. There's one rule. There's one rule. I forgot what that was. There's a commercial. I know. I know. We shouldn't be doing commercials on this. You mean quoting commercials? Yeah. Because we don't have any commercials. We don't have any commercials. Which is pretty fantastic. Brought I think. to you by our YouTube channel. Check it out. <laughs> or our silly banter, which yeah, yeah that's that's about it. Um, so yeah, we're um, going to be kind of sharing kind of what our rules have been and they've changed as our seasons of life have changed Yes, and how kind of creating your own rules has, well, for us, it's just simplified our chaos. It's made our days and in turn mm-hmm. our lives so much healthier and happier. Absolutely. I like having rules. It actually is fun to follow them. And it's fun to break them too. We break them. Yeah. It happens. That is fun. But before we dive into that, I'm smelling some gratitude. You smell it. I just smell the burgers we just ate, which were pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for grilling them, honey. No problem. And that's what I'm grateful for. You're grateful is for our, Is our grill. That's a good thing to be grateful it for. It really is. I think sometimes we take it for granted, but tonight was just a perfect night. And we had no dinner plans tonight. You know, usually on the weekend, we kind of shoot from the hip. Sometimes we'll go out on a date night. Other times we'll do chicken tenders and... I played golf today and got home and four. Yeah, you didn't I do was, so hot though. <laughs> I was great on the first nine. The back nine was a dumpster fire, absolute dumpster <laughs> fire. But I won't, I digress. I hey, won't get into that. Um, but didn't really eat too much out there. You know, I think we we stopped halfway through and just got a quick hot dog so we can get out there and try and wrap up. Hot dogs are not that good. Well, you don't eat one in your entire yourself. lifetime. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think they're fantastic. <laughs> There's some spicy brown mustard on there and some relish. I'd be delicious. Relish. I hate relish. <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, you know, what do we want to do for dinner? And you're like, how about we do some burgers on the grill? And I'm like, hell yeah. And we got outside to start grilling and we're like, you know what? We're going to eat outside too. It's a gorgeous night. So, you know, we're going to do a lot, a lot of grilling this summer. I'd hope to get a smoker as well and start smoking whoa, some whoa, meat. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Easy there, I know. fella. But, you know, we also got some cedar for some salmon soon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we bought so those cedar We're going to do a lot of grilling this summer. Fantastic. It's going to be fun. I am so really pumped. very, very grateful for our gas grill. Thank you, grill. I want a charcoal grill, too. <laughs> Don't be what, greedy. I know. What are you grateful for, Jilly? I am grateful for my ears and the ability to hear. It's a good thing to be grateful for. I think sometimes we take for granted our senses, and don't get me wrong, the ability to see is yeah. fantastic, but this weekend, I fully appreciated the ability to hear because I went to a concert with my mom and my sister and my aunt to hear Boney James, and if you guys do not know who Boney James is, you need to Google him now because he is an amazing saxophonist. 
holy cow. I mean, seeing him live and hearing him live is just, uh, oh face. I don't know how else to describe it. Like orgasm right there and then. Ear orgasm? Ear orgasms. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing coming out of my ears though. (laughs) Gross. Jesus, Chili. She went there. It's a good thing this is E-rated or yes, explicit. Now that I know that means. (laughs) Um, but hearing him live, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hearing him live um, in Annapolis was awesome. There's the bee's knees. Like music is just fantastic. Like I can't imagine what life would be like if I've never heard music. So ears, thank you for allowing me to hear that beautiful music this weekend. It was truly fantastic. I'll add on that. Ears have also helped us hear our beautiful daughter just blabber away this past week. Oh my gosh. She's like putting together so many things now. And yeah, proud, proud parent moment this week. You cried. Not well, I did, but our daughter is mobile. She is crawling around and it is hysterical. Like she is just going at it and she's kind of got like a somewhat sideways crawl. (laughs) Like it's not, exactly straight but it is the <laughs> cutest thing ever and i like yeah, her corks <laughs> we have reached that season of life and you know we really i think we did a good job and, and i'm kind of going back on something we talked about early in earlier episodes saying you know i can't wait i can't wait for this we were very patient you know she's 10 months old and we could she, wait we could wait and we're now in a season of life where we have to not that we weren't keeping a watchful eye on her all the time, but it is now serious to keep not, a watchful eye. we're not eye, like super helicopter parents. Doors closed. But yeah, we're yeah. like, make sure that there's a safe boundary. And she's like a little free range chicken, like you know, roam <laughs> around the house, but we got some fences for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, exciting times in the Kaselniak household. I know. Yes. It's, it's really going by fast. And that's what everyone tells me. So I'm trying to appreciate every minute every second like that she's doing something i hope she crawls forever because walking is just going to be a whole different beast (laughs) oh it'll be exciting it will be Nah, i mean i will say this has been one of the most i think rewarding weeks and not that every week hasn't been rewarding but just seeing the pieces all come together talking more you know blabbering whatever you want to say the mamas the dad as for sure it's just been a, a, a an amazing week and can't wait to see you know and I'm saying can't wait to see, but... We can't wait. We can, but what's going to happen next week? You know? Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure... I'm taking it one week at a time. If there are any parents listening, they absolutely probably can resonate with what we're going through. And if you're not a parent, um, just know that having a kid, it's life-changing and a big responsibility, but it is so freaking rad to see something that you created develop and change each and every day. And I think that's what makes you appreciate your body even more yeah. and the life that you have. But anyway, I guess we should dive into the topic. Right? Let's do it. Let's make some rules. We have some rules for this podcast. So I think before diving in, just to preface that um, we started this podcast because we've been simplifying our life. And through simplifying our life, we really had to look at our life with a lot of intention and question what we were doing. Yeah. And one of the things I think we both were on the same page with with is that the things that we do every day, are, are we living the way that's best for us? And our future self, or are we living because are we living at this specific way because we were raised that way and we're just following suit? And I think you really have to stop and reflect on things that you do every day because 
you may be doing it just because you thought that's what you were supposed to do, quote, like society is telling you to do that or your parents were telling you to do that. And that's all you know. And I think it takes a lot of effort to stop and look at yourself and what you're doing and say, am I doing this because it's making me happy or am I doing this because I feel pressured or it's because I was raised this way? Right. And I think we've done a pretty good job of questioning a lot of things we've been doing and kind of making adjustments and Mm -hmm. kind of creating our quote unquote own rules to make our lives happier. Well, I also don't want to discount societal rules and societal norms. And I think that's where we get taught a lot of our normal rules, you know, from how we were brought up. But, you know, it's so refreshing to break the rules and create your own rules that work best for your life. And you don't have to follow the norm. Like, I think, be creative, yeah, be quirky. Being normal is, like, boring. Be weird. <laughs> be, be yourself. At the end of the day, be yourself. And you and your partner, your family, have an opportunity to create rules to help you be yourselves and help you foster, you know, the life of your child and, and, you know, how you want them to be. But at the end of the day, you know, I want Lucille to feel comfortable in her own skin and, you know, develop rules for herself Absolutely. as she grows up. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be our rules, but as long as she's principled, whatever she's doing is making her happy. That's all I care about. And I think as a teacher, I always thought rules were something that has to be very strict um, and not a lot of leniency or creativity or flexibility. And my my look on rules has completely changed. Now I see rules as more of um, interchanging rituals or boundaries that are constantly changing depending on our life. And we just make sure that we're always living the way we want our future self to live. Like right. whatever we're choosing now, it's because that's what we want our future self to look like. And I think it's important that we are, we take ownership of how we want to live and we are the ones who create the rules, not society, not our parents, not anybody else, because Mm -hmm. nobody knows what makes us happy but ourselves. And I think we have to be very confident and know that we know what's best for us. And I think it takes, it's, I mean, it's a lot of hard work to go against the grain and to go against what everybody else is doing, but... I think if you start doing what's best for yourself, people start picking up on right. it and then they start questioning you like, like, why are you so happy? Like, what are you guys doing? And it's like, well, we're not doing what everyone else is doing. We're doing what makes us happy. And it may look really weird to a lot of people, but in the end, it's what benefits us. Well, on the flip side of the coin, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. True. Like, you're responsible for yourself, your family, and that's it. You know, obviously, we try to be responsible for more than just ourselves, but... I always feel like the rule is if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of anybody else? True. And there are people who tend to take care of other people before they take care of themselves. And it's it's great taking care of other people. A lot of people find joy in taking care of other people. But at the end of the day, I really feel like taking care of yourself is a big thing. And I'm trying to bring this back. But, you know, creating rules for yourselves or your family is kind of, you know, what I'm kind of getting at right there is that make sure when you create rules, it's going to make you happy at the end. They're kind of going back to our self-care episode. Yeah. It, it re- and, you know, we're going to see a lot of tying into past episodes. And, and there's going to be rules that I think we're going to bring up for each and every topic that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll kind of dive into. Yeah. So I, I don't want you guys to think like these rules are very strict and rigid. These are flexible. They're always changing. Yeah. And... 
we and you always have to evaluate. Them. I was mm-hmm. getting ready to say you always have to reevaluate and make sure because the rule you had last week might not be the rule that you had that you need to follow this week or the one that you had last year. Life changes, and you have to recognize when things change and make those adjustments. And I know you said that you know we don't have to explain ourselves to anyone, but I do think it's important that we have a why for everything. Sure. So if somebody asks you like why you're doing that, I think we should always have the answer like. I'm doing this because it makes me happy. Like that could be your general answer sure. for anything. Like I don't understand why you're doing this. Oh, it makes me happy. Like who's going to question you for saying that? Right. It brings me joy. And then you're smiling. It's like, oh, I guess I really have nothing negative to say about that. So I How think could you say anything I think it's good to be prepared with like a general statement for your why. If anyone does ask you that, you just say like it makes me feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, so do you want me to start with some of our quote unquote rules Let's that we've go. set so far? Have at it. So I think a lot of people may already know this, especially if they follow me on Instagram, is that we have a rule for cooking dinner. Yes. And it's saved my sanity. And we call it designated meal nights. And each night of the week, we assign a specific type of meal, like it's pizza or pasta or tacos Tacos. or brinner. And having that boundary or those rules for each night of the week has made our life so much less chaotic. And now that my mom's watching Lucille, she knows our rhythms and our routines and our rules for eating. And she's kind of put in her own flair in it to it and added some creativity to it. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a breath of fresh air. And I will say you name basically the four designated meal nights that we have. However, we change it up. Like our tacos are never the same meat. Our yes. pizzas are never the same. Our um, pastas are never the same. Brinner is never the same. Like it's different every week. But small tweaks. Those those are the things that we follow. Except we changed the order up this week. I don't know why. <laughs> you threw me you? off big time. <laughs> tacos but were not on Tuesday. They weren't on. Yeah, that that's that's almost Nick sacrosanct. cried that night. <laughs> I was I was on my way home like Taco Tuesday. I'm so throw sorry. Me it was Brinner night, which. Listen, I love Brenner. And that's what I mean. Brenner's like, there's got to awesome. be some flexibility in there. There has and, to be. I yeah. agree. But I was, well, I was thrown off a little bit. I'm so sorry. Babe. But no, it was it was great. Brenner this week was awesome. I'm trying to remember. Oh, my mom. So this is yeah. how having those rituals and routines is just fantastic and those rules because my mom knew that we have Brenner and, you know, I have a little meal plan that I just put up on the fridge. It's really simple. So she saw that, oh, they're not having tacos tonight. They're having Brenner. And she decided to take it upon herself to make whole wheat biscuits with just the ingredients oh, we had in our house. Those were good. And it was so awesome coming home. And I'm like, I made biscuits. I don't know if they turned out okay. And oh my God, it, like every night of the week I'd come home and I'd have a cup of coffee and I would have one biscuit with like cherry jam. And it was like, oh, thank she you, mom. She even salt for... bathed those shits and those were <laughs> nice. She did salt bathe them. <laughs> But yeah, so and if you guys don't know who Salt Bay is, just look up the hashtag on Instagram. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Even my kids know what it is because if anybody has kids that are old enough to know what Fortnite is, oh my god, there's like a Salt Bay character who does a dance, and they're like, "Oh, Salt Bay!" And I was like, "Do you even know who Salt Bay is?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, I showed them the the YouTube video of Salt Bay. I'll say like, if, if you're not a vegetarian, you will absolutely appreciate Salt Bay. That's all I'm gonna say. It's meat-tastic. So, yes, no, I would say designated meal nights as a rule in our house has simplified just our cooking. And our health. And our health. 
like trying to decide our sanity. what kind it's of kept our sanity. healthy food or healthy meals because there's so many resources out there. It just kind of helps with the decisions. Yeah. I mean, how many of you out there struggle with figuring out which meal to cook any night? Like, is it a struggle every day to think of something new to cook or do you have a plan? We have a plan and it's easy to follow. It's easy to, I don't want to say replicate, but it's easy to, like I said, make it a little bit different each week. So, mm-hmm. but we know what we're kind of make it your own. Yeah. And that, if you want to know more about that, that is, I forgot what episode, but that's yeah. all about meal planning. Yeah. Check, check. I got a rule. Oh. Yeah. All right. What's another rule we have? Our rule is to make sure we are intimate twice a week. Very good, sweetheart. Yeah. And I think we just realized that we are always... It was kind of an unspoken rule. we have to say rule? intimate? We have sex, okay? Can we yeah. just use the words? We don't need to baby talk this. We have intercourse. Well... <laughs> And we just I like sex. I just realized that we always have intercourse on Wednesdays, which is hump day. Which is hump which day. Is so appropriate. Which is like our midweek cocktail night too. Because that's when we do podcast planning. Podcast planning, yeah. That creativity. So we listened to a podcast earlier this week and it had a phys- uh, a fitness guy on there. Or I guess he was more wellness at, at this point. He used to be a, a, a trainer, but uh he said creativity, there's two things that spark creativity. It's either coffee or alcohol. <laughs> now, there, there's probably other substances out there yes, that spark like creativity. Yes, like time to yourself. It's boredom. Well, I, Our last I was talking been? about. Other, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I see where you're going. So, pick your poison, folks. Yes, which kind of brings me, so we do have, we make sure that we have. Sex? Sex at least twice a week. And. If we don't get it twice a week, it's not like we're like, oh my God, we broke the rules. Like, it is what it is. If yeah. we have it three times, that's like, cha-ching. Bonus. Yeah. Um, but we do make it a priority to be intimate at least two times a week. And it's not like I feel like I'm forced. Like, Nick's very good at putting me in the mood and he knows me very well and we hey, mix Jilly, it up. <laughs> what's your thoughts on tonight? Possible. I like what you did there. <laughs> but it does bring me to another rule i think we've kind of created All which right. is cocktails ah. I, and i don't know about you you might be different because i go to bed before you but i try not to have alcohol more than two times a week right so i know i'm gonna do well right now our season of life wednesday. is is wednesday i have one cocktail on wednesday because we do our podcast planning and it's a nice little thing to look forward to mm-hmm. and then i usually have a cocktail um either on friday night or saturday so i try to make it i'd say two to three to be yeah because it might be, be we, you may have a friday and a saturday one true but i try i'm like i tell myself like i'm not going to go past three because to me that's just like the balance is off and it's not going to be as special if I have it all the time. And obviously, it's not going to be good for my body right. if I have that all the time. So I do set kind of rules on my alcohol consumption. And I don't know about you, Nick. What do you do? Do you have any kind of rules for that? Or do you just kind of, you're just... My that- rule is to definitely during the weekdays, no more than two, but try to stick with one. And then on the weekends, I, I very Wait, rarely go over two. No. Oh, okay. So if I am going to drink during... so. I'm at this stage in my life right now where I am really enjoying crafting cocktails and following different cocktail recipes. And I want to give a shout out. Really good at it too. I want to give a shout out to uh, the educated barfly on YouTube because he may not be the most polished person, but I'm learning a lot from him as far as making cocktails. And it's fascinating. Like I'm even he's even talking about 
the importance of ice and and stirring versus shaking like small tweaks it's and just things small just tweaks and it, it makes cocktail. all the difference in the world and so to me it's just something that excites me and if i can get home one night and you know and it's not every night but i just feel like creating i think it and I, I think it's it just rocks. like and I i'll do. have of like i'll try something different so i've been really a whiskey so more bourbon rye um scotch kind of a drinker and i try to create my drinks around those but now i'm i'm kind of floating into the gin area like i made a negroni the other night which was really good which campari is a and i know we're going really off a topic here but it's something i can talk about for hours campari is a very bitter um alcohol component and finding a sweet vermouth that balances that i finally found one so like I don't know. I just get really excited about no, that. I think Sorry for exciting. going off on a rant. I almost people. want to have a podcast yeah. when we do our date night of just about cocktails because I think we, well, not only I think have we saved money, but it's almost like once you eat real food, mm-hmm. you don't want to eat garbage anymore. And I, I used to be, I used to think of myself as a food snob, but now I just think of, I just want to put the best stuff in my body. And if I'm yeah. going to have a cocktail, I want it to taste freaking amazing. And you have found really good ingredients to make, like my my favorite cocktail is the Bee's Knees, yes, which Nicholas has perfected. And if you guys would like to know like how to do it, like we can totally talk about that on date night. Yeah. But man, it's just really simple ingredients mixed together, and you've just really worked hard. And I'm so proud of you because I feel like any other night we'd be watching like. Old old us would be watching TV so much that we probably yeah. wouldn't have. You would have never found that like new passion of like crafting cocktails. And now that you we have free time and quote unquote we're being more bored. Yeah, you we both have more time to be creative and find those little avenues of time that or just passions that we didn't know were there. Yeah. And I just think I it's agree. Fantastic. I, I I really do attribute, and we're kind of going back to the last episode a little bit, but yeah, I mean we've we've found some new inspiration we're being more creative you know whether it's creating cocktails whether it's talking about podcast episodes so yeah no it's it's been really great so i love it babe yeah so rules rules cocktails twice a week (laughs) sometimes three or four um so kind of um since we're still talking about food um this is kind of minor but for me it's helped me to try to put as close to real foods as possible but every once in a while like don't get me wrong I love a good baked good croissant, donut, all of the above, and Mm. I don't have any allergies. So I actually have a rule for myself about baked goods, like whether that be a croissant or a donut, that it either has to be like homemade or Mm. it needs to be super fresh or I won't touch it. And that kind of helps put boundaries on when there's stuff in the teacher's lounge or when someone comes up to me and wants me to have something sweet. So like, for example, like being a teacher, there are always birthday parties and celebrations and those store-bought cupcakes, they mean nothing to me. They are totally not worth it because I feel like once you have an amazing gourmet, or not even gourmet, but like homemade cupcake right. that somebody who really put a lot of time and effort in making, it's like once you taste that, to me, my my taste buds are trained to appreciate someone someone's love that went into it. And to me, when it's like store-bought, it's like over-sweet, it's... It's not as, it's just not as good. So that's how I kind of set boundaries on like sweet stuff. Cause I know it's hard. Like, yeah, 
It's definitely There's hard. sugar everywhere in our society. So I set boundaries for myself that if I'm going to get a good croissant, like I'm going to go to the best place that we know in Annapolis to get a croissant. I've got two comments. Oh. Number one, we learned how difficult it is to make a scone because your sister made scones last weekend. Holy cow. Holy shit. They she- were so good. <laughs> and baked good. That was fantastic. Like she pre-made them. And then I remember waking up Saturday morning, you put them in the oven yeah. Like you woke up early. It was like 6:15. It was like 6:30. And all of a sudden I'm like waking up cuz I'm smelling this deliciousness coming out of the kitchen. So that was great. Um the other was it baked goods we were talking about? Yes. Man, I had something else. <laughs> Anyways, nah. We'll just go with that. No. The scone was good. Um and if you guys need a good gluten-free healthier scone option, I do have one on my blog which we can put in the notes, but this the scone recipe on my blog is very simple, just like our podcast. Um, but yeah, my sister did make a, I guess, an original scone with like white flour and sugar. But that process sounded like she put a lot of love in that. Mm-hmm. Like it sounded like it took like maybe two hours oh, at between least. refrigerating yeah. and not refrigerating and getting the butter the right temperature. I mean, I had so much more appreciation for eating that. So um, that's kind of like my role on baked goods. And yeah. I think it helps me be obviously healthier and just appreciate it more once it's like homemade and really fresh. And I remember what I was going to say. It was about sugar. Oh. Because we were talking about having rules. I know a lot of people out there are soda drinkers. I made a rule six years ago to stop drinking soda completely. But I saw something interesting online the other day. It said if you drank one soda a day per year, they had a a bag full of sugar to represent the amount of sugar. It was four pounds of sugar. In one year or one one soda? In one year. Four pounds? Four pounds. If you drank one soda a day. For a year. For a year. Four pounds. That's four pounds of sugar Shit. in your body. And that and they were basing that on 28-day months because February is 28 days. So okay. add in a couple of days, you're probably looking at four and a quarter pound. Mm. Holy shit. It's funny because... Sugar is so bad. It's so bad. It just goes to everything. Like, people don't think that doing something small every day makes a difference, and that just goes to show you that doing something small positively has a difference. Like, if you don't think you have time to walk, take a five-minute walk every day, that shit adds up. So, like, negatively, positively, those little things do add up. But that's pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do we have any rules for working out? I know I'm trying Mm. to get better at walking. You do a great job at walking. I, not so so much. But I've changed my verbiage. Remember, honey? Movement. I've changed my my vocabulary. Instead of saying workout to movement because it makes me feel way less guilty. So now instead of asking myself, did I work out today? Should I do a workout? It's like, did I move today? Yeah. And the answer is always yes. So my view on movement is... I kind of have a rule that I move throughout the day. Like there is no, right now this season of life, I don't have a set time where I put aside for a quote unquote workout, but I do make sure that I am walking throughout the day. I don't work during my breaks anymore. So I have a couple breaks during my day as a teacher. And instead of working, I've started walking outside and it is life changing. I think we are, and I was trained that I always saw teachers working during their break and I assumed that I had to, but once I started changing like our whole way of living and how I was teaching and am I doing this like f- with intention or am I doing this just because I see other people doing it, 
it's like completely changed. So incorporating self-care or movement throughout my day has just been, it just made me happier, less stressed at work. And this kind of ties back to our wardrobe episode, how I dress myself so that I am ready to move at all times. So I'm not wearing high heels or anything that's restricting. My pants are flexible. I wear things that make me feel comfortable and confident so that I can move at any point during the day. So it's like I don't have any excuses why I shouldn't be moving. I'd like to make a rule for myself, and I'm going to really try to make this a point, is to get outside. Now that it's getting nice, and that shouldn't be the only reason why I do this, but I, I do need to get away from my desk for a little bit. Like I usually get up and, and maybe use the restroom or something like that, um, grab coffee or anything, but I really do need to make a point to get outside at least for 15 minutes. And the health benefits of just being outside yeah. are... I think I'm also going to bring a kettlebell really to work good. too. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I like that I got you're... inspired. During this, we're, we're talking about our rules now is that you're kind of setting rules for like what you want to do next. I like that. Yeah, I mean, rules, goals, whatever we want to call them, but we can do movement throughout the day and... You know, we I know we both listened to a podcast recently uh, uh, on the minimalist, and we should guy, definitely put that yeah, in the show notes. Yeah, we're gonna put that in the show notes because this guy was just talking about how he fills up his Nutribullet and those sixty seconds that he's blending whatever drink he's doing, he's doing some kind of jumping jacks or something like that. It's so so like, simple too. He just does movement throughout the day and and certain routines. Like he has a pull up bar somewhere in the middle of his house, and when he passes that pull up bar, he has to do pull ups. That's so freaking rad. It's just awesome. Like I'm just like you know what, I'm gonna put a pull up bar over our bathroom. And that's another thing. I think we're trained that like society and everyone else around us that we our house has to look a certain way, and it's like. Why not make create your home to be the to help create the best version of you? So if you know you don't want to set aside an hour of just straight workout or going to the gym, but that's not where your season of life is, like create you know that atmosphere that makes you want to move inside your home. Right. Like I want to shout out to my friend Morgan in Miami. She turned her living room and she put all these like foam mats in her living room because she's doing like yoga and I think it's pronounced Budokan. She's doing all of this movement stuff. So she transformed her living room into what she's doing that's making her feel great. And I think it's all about creating an atmosphere that's going to create the best you. And I think by pulling a pull up, putting a pull up bar in our bathroom, like people may be like, that's strange. Like, why do you have that? It's like, oh, because you know, when I before yeah. I go in the bathroom, I do three pull-ups and then I go to the bathroom and it, you know, helps keep my strength. I'm not stressed out that I have to work out right. like for hours like on certain days and I just it just makes me want to like change everyone's thinking about their home and how they make it to be the best them and not to like think it has to be that way. Yeah, there there's a lot of people who's like, "Well, this is the dining room because this is where they said the dining room is. Mm-hmm. This is the living room because this is where they said like we changed our dining room." And I I know we talked about this on a, an episode beforehand. We basically changed what our designated dining room according to the house model is into our butler's pantry. It's where our coffee is. We have plates in there. We That's where we store our booze. Like, we're in there every day. <laughs> and it's I'm, not a room yeah. that we're not in. The only room that we really probably don't utilize, which I think as Lucille gets a little bit older, we'll start utilizing it, is what we've changed in our dining, what we've changed to our dining room, which used to be the living room where the quote-unquote dining room table is. 
We'll start using that for family dinners. Yeah, that's like the only table we have where you yeah. can actually sit down. Because we have an island in our kitchen. Like we've we've really we use the island all the our time. Our house is not conventional whatsoever, but it works for us. Like we've changed it into something that really really works for us. I agree. Yeah. And I know I don't know if you grew up with the formal dining room, and then you had the antiques. Yeah, inside. we were in it twice a year for Easter and Christmas. And it's like, did you ever use those antiques or those? No. You know, the fancy china. It's like, no, it's for just, Easter and Christmas, it, maybe. It just sat there in our home. We never used it. So, if you get anything from this episode, at least question like what's around you, yeah. too. Like, not just what you're doing, but look around you. Like, is this serving a purpose? Does this actually make me happy? Or am I doing it just because that's what my parents did or that's what everyone else is doing? Because I'll say, F that. Do what makes you happy. F that. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I know we're kind of so. I, I kind of feel like we're we're kind of a little all over the place in this episode, but I think it's very constructive what we're talking about. Hopefully, and, and I yeah, I hope so too. But <laughs> rules, I, I think maybe rules have gotten us to this point where we can start talking about these other topics as well. What other rules we got here, Jilly? So um, I know we. I feel like food is so important, so I have one more rule that we kind of set with. So we have food, <laughs> sex, and alcohol in this house. That's the only thing we have rules around. And coffee. No, we don't have rules about uh, coffee. There's no rules about coffee. No, there is a rule about coffee. Is there? Sure there is. Oh, well, I mean, like, there's no rule about consumption of coffee. No, no, we can Like, have I'll drink coffee want, when I want coffee. We we have to have... Fresh beans. Fresh ground coffee. Fresh ground coffee. Yeah. so... And it's funny, even at work, we have fresh ground coffee. For real? Yeah, we have a little nice. machine where it grinds the beans right there, and then... Shazam! Yeah. So, yeah, that's another rule of mine. Fresh ground coffee. Yeah. Um, but this rule is about our fridge and our pantry. Mostly our fridge. Um, we have to use what we have yes. in the fridge before buying, before using anything else. Before going to the grocery store. Before going to the grocery yeah. store, like we have to empty it out, and I don't Minus mean empty condiments. it out. Yes, I don't mean empty it I'm out. Not by throwing out ketchup every week. No, I mean like leftovers, or there might be leftover meal preps, or just scraps of something we had from dinner. We have to find a way to incorporate it in either breakfast, lunch, or dinner before we go grocery shopping because nothing in this house gets wasted. No. And that has sparked a lot of creativity in our home, which has been really fun. For example, spaghetti sauce. Sometimes we run out of noodles. And we're like, what are we going to do with the spaghetti sauce? Well, we've made some fantastic um, egg dishes, which we call yep. eggs in purgatory, yep. which is you put the spaghetti sauce in a skillet and you crack some eggs in there, add a little bit of spices, and it just makes this delicious, hearty breakfast that you can eat with toast or she whatever your really heart's good. desire. And I think I, I just want to like, I don't know, motivate some of you that if, you know, you have something from a meal and you're like, I have no idea what to do with this. Like, try to think outside the box and try something new because you might surprise yourself and use it in a really fun way. And it, I know with Lucille, I'm excited to get her ideas when she yeah. gets older and my mom's kind of chiming in with creativity ideas. Well, shit, I mean, even breakfast cool. this morning, I called it the breakfast hodgepodge, which we had. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have potatoes that we throw in a skillet and then ham. Um, some frozen kale, mm -hmm. some red peppers, and um, eggs, and just mix it all together. Like, it was all mixed together, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you don't know what to do with like crazy, weird leftovers, 
you can't go wrong with either putting it in a pasta dish or putting it in some kind of like breakfast frittata or scramble. Like those two things can always use random ingredients and turn out okay. Like you can't screw it up in my eyes. I haven't had a bad dish in this house at all. (laughs) That makes me feel good because I'm doing most of the cooking. But I just love that you're open to new things. Well, I'm open to good food and we have good food. Um, so keeping on the topic of food, <laughs> can Man, you tell we love food? Um, I feel like we kind of have a rule about eating out. Yeah. We don't really eat out more than three times a week. And if we do eat out, it's mostly on the weekends. It usually is. Like, I can't tell you the last time that we, in the middle of the week, said, oh, let's order out or, or anything like that. Usually, you know, Friday night's either reserved for date night or eating in. True. And sometimes, you know, even if we eat in on a, on a Friday night, it might be chicken tenders and tater tots. Yum. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's just we, good. But yeah, we we I, I would say three max, three at the max. We three max. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uber bagels. Uber. <laughs> Can we have that tomorrow, babe? Okay. Sweet. You're fine. Just kidding. I just went grocery shopping too. And we have <laughs> eggs. Dang it! But if we go back to our budgeting episode, we don't have enough money in the fund. <laughs> We can't buy Uber bagels. Why tomorrow. not? I'll have to reevaluate my budget to see what my spending is. Um, anyway. Fair enough. So um, moving on from the topic of food, um, I think we have some rules about... We're done with food. We're done with food, Okay, yes. cool. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I think we have rules about laundry. Whether or not you know it or not, I think everyone has rules. And we've yep. created... And this is one of those things where I grew up with my mom doing laundry once a week. And that is a habit that has been instilled in me. And I think it's a habit that I like. So I'm keeping it. So we, I do laundry once a week with my clothes. And because I don't have a lot of clothes, I combine mine with Lucille's. Makes a full load. It's good to go. And I know a lot of people are different and they want their load to be like super big. (laughs) Big load. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Um, some people like to do their Somebody la- might be getting lucky tonight then. <laughs> some of you might doing laundry and there's like a giant, giant load. I can't talk about this and say load. Anyway, I like <laughs> I like small loads. I like having less clothes to put away. So You would like small loads. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> um, but anyway, I I like having once a week laundry because my load's smaller and it's less for me to put away. And we also do our towels and our cloth napkins and our rags yeah. once a week too because we don't have enough to last for like two to three weeks. We buy just enough to last us probably about a week and a half. And I like that because it takes up less storage and it just keeps us on our toes with, mm-hmm. you know, keep it on top of it so it's not building up to be like chaotic and stressful. Like I like smaller, I guess. Yeah. So my things. my rule with laundry is I do it once every two weeks because that's about how long I have with fresh underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I have probably enough for 17 days. But That's very exact. Yeah, maybe 18. I don't know. But I tend to do bigger loads. <laughs> so sorry. But I, I, I also, I, you know, I also wear the same clothes. Like I, I don't give it one run. Like if, unless I'm out there sweating my ass off in, in clothes, I, I give them more than one run before Senior. I wash them. So. I feel like I don't need to do them once a week and the small load doesn't make any difference to me 
Don't laugh, Jill. I'm not. You are. That's why you're turned away from the microphone. Shh, but I me. I don't mind doing a bigger... And, and I don't sort either. Like, my whites and, and everything like that are mixed together. Oh, but, same. But I also... Do people still sort stuff? I don't know. I mean... I don't know either. So, the only time I will sort is if I'm doing my, what quote-unquote, delicates, which are my dress shirts, which uh, I get my dress shirts from Twillery, and you can wash them, and it's better than going to the dry cleaners with them. Like, they turn out perfectly. Like They look pretty on, yeah. handsome, too. So that's been a nice thing. And then if I have a fresh pair of reds that I buy, that gets a wash by itself before it gets mixed in with anything else. Fresh pair of reds? Anything red. Oh. Because they, they bleed on your first wash. See... I kind of uh, eliminated reds from my wardrobe because I realized red wasn't a color that I really liked. So I don't have many reds. Actually, I have zero reds because we were supposed to wear red one day at work and I had no reds to wear. And I just was like, sorry, guys, I don't have red. But I got my Caps gear. That's True. red. Yeah. But yeah, so for the most part, as long as you're washing and I wash on cold water, like I don't, you don't need hot water for anything. Like why am I going to waste the water in my hot water heater? That's another thing we were trained. Like, I don't know if ridiculous. you guys were trained a certain way to wash your clothes. And, yeah. you know, it's imprinted and you start doing it. And then it's like, wait a minute. Do I have to use hot water all the time? Do I no. have to use you this have to use detergent hot water all at all? Jeezy, you're really passionate about hot I'm water. I'm passionate about saving money. S- Me too. Yeah. It's good for the environment. So, and then I usually dry on... Like a medium, I don't do the very high setting, but You're that also a lot of specifics here. Oh well, yeah, because I don't Thank want you. bleeding to happen. Very good. Yeah, so that's my rule: two weeks. Okay, I like how ours is a little bit different, but yeah. And I don't know if you know this, guys, but we do our own laundry. That's just how we are. I know some people, you know, do each other's laundry, and I think that's great. So make it your own. You know, whatever is makes you happy. I don't trust anybody folding my clothes. I know, and I love that because I don't have to do it. <sighs> anyway, moving Marie on. Condo style. <laughs> um. I think this moves on to um, purchasing clothes and furniture. I we kind of have, have we purchased any furniture? No, but we kind of have. We've kind of um, adapted this one in one out rule. So yeah. I don't with especially with Lucille, like if we bring in some kind of like giant contraption for her, like we have that little standing thing for her. All the toys around it. Yeah. We if we brought that in, we got rid of a piece of piece of furniture. So pretty much, if we bring in something large, we have to take out something large because yeah. adding more and more is just going to make our lives more stressful. It's more to clean. It's more to maintain. So we kind of have adapted this one in one out rule without making it an official rule. And I think it's awesome because I don't know about you, but I kind of have my own rule that we are never, ever going to buy another thing to store furniture in or to store more stuff in. Like, I don't want to ever buy something to store stuff in again. I want to make use with the space we have. And if there's not enough room with the space we have, then we need to get rid of something. And I think that kind of helps set boundaries on what you have. Instead of like, you know, buying a storage unit or just buying an extra dresser. It's like, no, what we have what we ha- is what we have. Yeah. And if we run overeth, runneth over. Runneth over. <laughs> run- <laughs> if we runneth over, then we have to eliminate. And that kind of keeps us, I feel like, a lot happier. And we are saving so much money because none of us are shopping nearly as much as we used to. Would you like a cherry? I would like a cherry. Thank you. So that's the other thing too, is like 
with our clothes, and we, we've talked about this on our wardrobe episode, is that whenever clothes come in, something has to go out. Yep. Like we have a certain amount of storage and we're not going to put anything in bins and then store that away. Like if it doesn't fit in our drawers, if it doesn't fit in our closet, then we've got to get rid of shit. So that's been kind of a rule. Like I've got, I need to buy new dress pants and I have some in the closet. When those two to three pairs of new dress pants come in, two to three pairs of dress pants are going out. Gone. Can I bring this up? Cause I, I think other people could resonate with you. Sure. I know there's some dress pants that don't fit you anymore. Yeah. And I think it's kind of good to talk about there are things that we may like or be like, oh my God, like these used to fit, but they don't. I'm going to hold on to them. And I know we talked about this in our wardrobe episode. And I think you're doing a great job of just taking ownership of like where you are now and just embracing it because I don't know about you, but I think you look beautiful and handsome and hot. And just because you're not fitting in the same pants you used to, like... I don't think that changes anything. And I know there's some people that may be holding on to things because they were a certain weight or they looked a certain way. But I think just loving who you are now and just embracing it and just kind of like shedding that extra weight or that extra pressure, extra expectations that you're holding on to to be a certain way or look a certain way, if that is causing you stress in any certain capacity, I think you just need to get rid of it and move on. Because it's, yeah. it's doing you a disservice. And you know, you may get back to a certain size if you want to. I'm but there's always going to be options for you to buy something else. But why waste your time and energy storing stuff if it's not serving you now? And I think life is all about living for the now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think for the future is obviously important, especially saving money and all that. But I think when it comes to clothes and wardrobe, like if it's taking up so much space in your life that it's causing you stress to store or just that pressure to lose weight or look a certain way, like get rid of it. Yeah. Well, the only thing I've got hanging around are those banana Republic pants. They're going. I know. Yeah. I, I won't fit in them again. I bought them when I was in that stage where I was stressed from work and I lost all that weight. Yeah. And I needed a pair of pants to fit. <laughs> so they're gone. I know. Even though they're a nice color. They were a nice they color. Really but you well. know what? There's so many options there, out there. There's other pants. There's other pants out there. There are. There are. There's plenty of pants in the pants sea. <laughs> Cheesy. All right. So <laughs> moving on from clothes and furniture, um, I know we've kind of set our own rules with buying um, consumables. When I say consumables, I mean like cleaning products, toothpaste, mouthwash, toilet paper, tissues. We, we did just set that rule not too long ago, too. We did, and it's one of those rules where we didn't set to begin with, but after we started doing... So long, Costco. <laughs> we never even had a membership no. to Costco. But ever since we started like really looking intentionally at what we buy, we've started realizing that we don't have to have extras of everything. Yeah, no bulk. No. Like, like, we don't need 36 rolls of toilet paper. Because it just takes up more storage, more mind clutter. And yeah. so now, like, if we needed to... Like, if you're going to the grocery store every week, you can pick up fucking toilet paper. Jeez, you're really dropping that bomb more than me. That's a changer. Anyway, so if we need toothpaste, we don't buy, like, five tubes of toothpaste. No. We just buy one tube of toothpaste. And I don't know about you, babe, but buying only what we need is... It's beautiful. Yeah. I think we're in this mindset that we're always afraid that we're going to run out because I don't know about anybody else. My mom was always that person that 
had to buy like two or three of everything just in case. And I think we've been trained to be prepared, quote unquote, just in case. And we don't have to be like, buy what you need. It's always going to be there. Like, and especially I've started this new rule of like when they have these like sales, like, oh, you know, buy three, get one free or something like that. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm just going to buy what I need Yeah. because they only want me to buy more to spend more money. And exactly. I don't need to spend more money right now. So I've kind of had this rule to avoid sales because yeah. sales tend to only make me buy what I don't need. Exactly. So I have like the blinders on when it comes to sale prices, really. And I'm going to buy the, the product that we want. And that's all. I like it. Okay. It Ooh. stores things a lot easier in our house. Like, again, there's no clutter or anything like that. We have room under our sink in our bathroom. We have room yes. pretty much everywhere because we're not storing toilet paper or paper towels or five tubes of toothpaste or mouthwash. I mean, it's fantastic. Like, we buy what we need when we need it. And some people are like, oh, isn't that a nuisance to have to go back out? But it's like... We don't have to go. We we, no. we go out when we go out. And, we, and when we get close to running out, we're like, okay, yeah, we have a quarter tube of toothpaste left. Let's go get another tube of toothpaste. But I also think it makes you um, be more intentional with how you use your products. If you always know there's like a mass of that in your home, I feel like you use it more frivolously. Thank you. If that makes any sense. Like if I knew there was like three tubes of toothpaste, I may squirt a lot more of my toothpaste. And if some goes off in the sink, <laughs> squirt. it's <laughs> squirt. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you use everything with more intention when you know there's a scarce a scarcity. Yes. And I think we forget what that's like because we're always prepared for. We live lives of abundance. Exactly. So I think that it's important to have some kind of scarcity in your home or that sense of scarcity. So that way it makes you use everything with more intention. I agree. Cool. How are we on time, baby? We got one more roll left. One and more. And then we got to shift to that, uh, that quote of the day. I like it. I like it. Um, so my last make it rule, a good one. My last rule that I have set is it has to do with our to do list or our events that are on our calendar. And I don't have a strict yeah. rule. I have a strict rule. I don't. It's Put it just, on the Google Calendar at the right time. It's just less is more. Oh yeah. I try not to put a ton of things on my to do list. If I put one thing on my to do list, if I get it done, then. I may or may not get something else done, but I find that if I just put one thing on my list, I feel less stressed and I feel more at ease and I like it. Like I like when I see your calendar has space and I yes. think some of us fear space, but I like having space because it doesn't make me in a hurry. And I feel like if we're always in a hurry or trying to get from one thing to the next, which I know is going to happen in life, but I feel like we put more pressure on ourselves. We put more pressure on our kids if we have kids to like do something quicker, do something yeah. faster. And I don't like that type of lifestyle anymore. I'm all about the slug life. Yeah. Well, and Slowly. We're, we've never been really actively seeking to fill our calendars at all. No. And it's nice to, I mean, there, there are certain things that we have to plan out. You know, we have a lot of friends who have kids and, you know, they've got different things going on. And when we try to get more than one family together, it, it's a little tough. So we have to plan that out. But I mean, for the most part, like, we don't have anything going on like the the weekend is our oyster and we can adjust you know depending on the weather you know we can say hey we're going for a hike we're going for a walk 
or I'm going to go play golf this weekend or, or whatever. I love our flexibility. Yeah, it's, we're, we're very flexible and I truly appreciate and I'm grateful for that flexibility because it allows us to do things on a whim and usually when we do things on a whim like it's spontaneity is healthy i feel like it's awesome i love planned things but spontaneity is what brings excitement to your life and if there is a struggle or a problem like that's where we grow like those are growing pains and i know that if someone asks us to do something we never put two events in one day even if we think we can do it we like to enjoy that experience whatever we're doing make it meaningful take our time not feel rushed and and i like that about our life now and not trying to do it all and be it all. Like, yeah, there's no reason our, to. This, this is our season. Yeah, I, I think this is something that we're going to keep going for a while, though. Yeah. Like, for sure, less is more when it comes to events and just activities throughout the day. Just wait until Lucille's events start coming in. Well, that's in another we'll episode that because bridge when we we're going to let her choose what she wants to be yeah. involved in. So do we have any resources we want to share with our lovely audience here? There was one resource. Um, it's by it's a blog called mindbodygreen.com, and she's also on Instagram. And she has a really interesting podcast, um, not podcast, um, blog post um, that just talks about five steps to make your own rules. Ooh. And to me, I could resonate with all of them. So I'm not going to d- dive super deep into them. But number one is get connected. And I think that has to do with being bored and just pause and being comfortable with listening to what your body needs what's around you and just being present number two is just to shed what's not serving you yeah so looking at your life writing down everything you're doing during the day and just looking at is this serving me or is it not serving me like get rid of the stuff that's not bringing you any joy yeah i agree like that's totally i think we've done a really good job at that and things are less stressful a lot easier to enjoy life true tap number three is just to make space and i think we just talked about that when it comes to planning Mm -hmm. our calendar like without space there's no room for creativity or spontaneity and i think that's so important especially if you want to keep that um connection with people like to make time for those face-to-face physical connections with people and that's what brings us joy absolutely Number four is to allow creativity. So making sure that whatever rules you're creating for your life is just to find something that you like to do that's creative and fun. And I think we kind of cover that in our side hustle episode. Mm -hmm. And now that you're getting into cocktails, like we're finding things that we never thought we'd be interested in. And it's just sparking new meaning to us. got a lot of creativity flowing here. For real. And I think just because you're you're married, you don't have to do everything together. Like you're diving into cocktails i'm diving more into like nutrition coaching and we kind of have our own thing going on and that's an episode too that we're going to dive into yeah these are all connecting i see what you're saying about our episodes um and simplified chaos (laughs) stop it episode you name it (laughs) um and her last rule is just to make new rules just to always formulate and create new rules for where you are in life and to not make them rigid and strict to be flexible and just do what's best for you and what's making you feel happy and healthy and what's going to be best for your future self. Going to set it better myself. I like that. Cool beans. Good, good rules to follow. Take some action, folks. Agreed. Make some rules in your life. Yes. What's that quote of the day looking like, Jilly? <laughs> Our quote of the day is by Lou Holtz. 
Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. Do you know who Lou Holtz is? I have no idea. Lou Holtz used to coach Notre Dame football. Really? Yeah. And now I, ESPN now. Actually, I don't know if he's still on ESPN or not. I'm glad that you know who this is because I look up quotes, but I don't always know who says the quotes. Okay, so now you know. Well, let me know how you feel about this quote. Give it to me, Lou. <laughs> I follow three rules. Do the right thing. Do the best we can. And always show people you care. I like it. I feel like if My your man, rules Lou. align with those, you're on the right track. Perfect. Thanks, Lou. Do you have any take action items or is that it? Our take action is just to pause. Make some rules. Well, first you have to pause, look at what you're doing. Make sure everything you're doing or what's around you is what's making you happy and making you be the best version of you and your future self. And if it's not, please do not give a shit of what people will think of you. And create your own rules to make life the best that you can make it. Because you're the one living it, no one else. Like, one body, one life. I mean, there could be a future life. We don't know what's out there in the cosmos. Take it from Michael Jackson. Take a look at yourself and make a change. (laughs) Then I make a change. Yeah. I always bring it back to something. Mm -hmm. It's got to. This has been fantastic. This has been fantastic. Thanks for tuning in. If you find this episode has been beneficial and you want to share it with others, please screenshot this episode, share it to a friend, family member. We would love to spread just the good vibes out there and just to help other people. Absolutely. Thank you all for hanging out with us, and we will talk to you again next week. See you later, guys. Bye. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next